There we go. It is, it's so fun to stand out there and see everybody come in and just say hi. And it's, uh, I'm just, it's so great to have all of y'all here and, and be together. Uh, man, you, you know, you, you know you, we know we've missed it, and there's a ton of people who aren't here. This is like less than a third of our usual attendance on this day. But I will take what I can get, okay? I'm just thankful to be with you and see your faces and your eyeballs out there. Maybe I should say that. Uh, one thing you may not know is that about a month ago, maybe three weeks, I'm not sure the exact date, but Tyler Hansen uh, broke his shoulder riding his bike. And I know you can hardly tell, uh, but like, the, like just three or four days after that, he was leading us in worship with a broken shoulder. And he didn't know it was broken until he went to see the doctor this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, aren't you going to go check that out? No, it's okay. But, you know, he was playing like this. When nobody ever noticed, but uh, the way it's broken, he, he can still operate. I mean, do things. He didn't have to have an operation. But uh, it's like, my gosh, how, how much pain was he in when he was leading us up here that first day? I mean, he didn't say anything, but he just did it. And he said it was all purple and stuff and just kind of told a couple of us that. Um, but, wow. I mean, thank you, Tyler, for pressing through. If there's one thing Tyler can do, it is press through. I've learned that about him. And, you know, uh, the reason I bring it up, he doesn't want me to tell you that he broke his shoulder, but is, is this, um, in, in, a, in the, the midst of a difficult circumstance that he was in, where he was physically constrained, he just pressed through. And I feel like maybe that's a little bit of a reminder to me to stop whining about this. Um, yeah, it's a pain, but um, it allows me to meet with you guys right now, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just inspired by Tyler. He's like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to be here with my people, so here we are. So let's do this 100%, okay? Whatever, whatever it takes. I don't care. You know, if we have to meet underwater, okay, we'll do it because we want to meet because we have a huge value on going together. We go together, so um, that's what we're doing right now. I'm excited about it, but I don't have a mask on. You do. <laughs> but anyway, so we, uh, we're, we're in a, a series right now, just a really short one, where we just wanted to gather around the feet of Jesus, spend a little bit of time with him, and just absorb what he has to say. And so we went straight to the Sermon on the Mount, and we're just picking a few things out of that. There is so much there, but just a few things that we're going to see in uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. We've got two more of these to go. Uh, but today, we're going to look, as you, as you heard from Tyler when he was making me sit down, is that we're, he is going to talk about our treasure. And I, this is, again, you know, it, it, it never fails that whenever I'm looking into the Word to prepare for you guys for Sunday morning, that I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much here. But I'm just going to pick a few things and try to bring them to you. Uh, I want to encourage you, get some time in this passage. You will be amazed if you just meditate on what Jesus says in those few, those three short chapters. But here is the question that we are at the feet of Jesus to ask today. What is the treasure of a follower of Jesus? What is the treasure of a follower of Jesus? And so what I want to ask you to do is take a deep breath just relax with this because really thinking about our treasure 
is something that goes deep into us. It goes right into the roots. It goes to the bottom of our hearts. And so we can either kind of stay at the surface, which I would prefer to do, and just kind of dance on that and talk about things like treasure and all. But I want to ask you, just if something from the scripture here and what we read like takes you to a place with the Lord where you can spend time with him and think about truly what is it that a follower of Jesus, in this case you, I believe, it has as our treasure, as your treasure. What is that? Um, We've got to go there. We've got to ask that question and then say, what is my treasure? What is my treasure? So let yourself go there this morning. Uh, Three places that we're going to go to to sort of walk through this as Jesus leads us. One is to, like I said just now, we need to get real about our own treasure. You need to get real about your treasure. I need to be real about my treasure. Then... uh, Wisdom about our treasure, understanding about what our treasure is, it takes vision, okay? It takes our sight. It takes spiritual sight to get a hold of what our treasure is. And then thirdly, we need to grasp this. We need to grasp that we are treasured, okay? So what is your treasure? It it takes vision to gather and understand what our treasure is. And you and I are treasured. These things will help us to to answer what it is that is the treasure of the follower of Jesus. So let me reread this from uh, 619. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy or where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So Jesus makes an assumption in this. He assumes, probably rightly, that we want our treasure to last. Whatever it is that is our treasure, we want that to last. We don't want it to be eaten by moths. We don't want it to be stolen and taken away. And if we don't want our treasures to last, we should. Jesus is saying that. So what is my treasure? What is your treasure? I I wonder, like, I can think about this, and I can journal about it, and I can talk to God about it, but I wonder if I ask my close friends, people that are around me on a regular basis, hey, tell me what you think my treasure is. I don't know if I would want to hear what they said, honestly. Would you want to hear if you're one of those people that can handle like brutal truth, um, I'm a little more thin-skinned than that. But I, I think um, I think I'd be afraid to hear what my friends would say. They think my treasure is. But I want to encourage you as a practical step. I mean, take some time and journal. What do I think my treasures are? What are my treasures? What are my treasures? Just put them out there before the Lord. We can look back to our childhood. I think to sort of see how it is that God's wired us to uh, individually to have treasures. I think back to like um, my G.I. Joes. I loved my G.I. Joes, okay? And I also realized that by telling you that, I would be telling you that I played with dolls. Um, (laughs) But I don't play with them now. Uh, I remember saving up for my BMX bike, right? That was a big deal. My mongoose back in the day, in the 70s, like 75, right? 
and then it got stolen. Uh, I remember specifically, I used to save up, I would eat a ton of boxes of cereal and cut those proof of purchase things out, and I would send in this stack of those, and my mom would help me. I'd send them off, and I'd get back some terrible trinket. I specifically remember this horrible little green car I got after eating like 100 million, uh, like so much sugar from my Fruity Pebbles that, you know, but I, uh, I got this car and I was like, I'm never doing this again. It was worthless. All that effort was so worthless. I may have needed to, I need to learn about my treasure from how I'm motivated to find my treasure. And so uh, I, I want to be as transparent as I can with you. I think that I find treasure in acquiring. And it doesn't mean I find treasure. This is just me personally. Uh, I don't find treasure in getting the best thing ever or the most expensive thing ever. There's sort of this process that I want to go through when I've decided what my treasure is. So I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And then when I have it, whatever it is, that's supposed to make me happy. So I'll do the cereal box thing, right? I'll do whatever it is. If it's some goal I have, I will press through until I get to that place. And that becomes this treasure for me, the process of acquiring, right? Uh, so what are your treasures? What's the, you know, for me, I thought it was going to be that little plastic green car. But what are our true, true treasures? What's the end of it? Comfort, family, adventure. I just have a short list here. Security, career, just success, fitness, power, appearance, friendships, influence, reputation, possessions, money. But I think the bigger question, if you can answer that one honestly, the bigger question is what drives you to want those treasures, to hoard those treasures. So what, is, what are the treasures, but what pushes you to make them your treasures? So I have a couple of tools that I want to throw, oh, throw out to you. Uh, these are your treasure-finding tools. Uh, one is this. If there's something that you can never get enough of, it doesn't have to be a material thing. Is there something that you cannot get enough of? You always feel like you're coming up short. Never enough savings, possessions, the level of possessions, you know, appearance, being loved, having the friends that you need, uh, being in control. You know, if you can never have enough, that right there can tell you, this is, this is part of my treasure. And another question that you can ask is this, what is my greatest insecurity? What's my greatest insecurity? Do you know what your greatest insecurity is? This may be the, the vacuum that you're trying to pour these treasures into, right? The place that you find your treasure all piled up is probably somewhere around your greatest insecurity. So those are two questions to help. So go and discover what your treasure is. Right? Second thing. We need to, to talk about vision because Jesus does. He uses this very unusual metaphor, uh, this little description for us to tell us about our treasure. And it, it's, we read it, uh, and when Tyler read it, I don't know if you, if you even noticed, but when I read it now, is in relation to treasure, I don't know that it makes sense without a lot of thought. Um, 
because our, he's bringing it up to us because wisdom requires a clear vision around our treasure, clear sight around our treasures. In verse 22, it says, the eye of the lamp is the, bo- of, the, eye is the lamp of the body. I don't know what that has to do with treasures. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Now, what does that have to do with treasures? You know, I don't think much on the surface. But Jesus is clearly trying to tell us something related to our treasure with the eye of the body as a metaphor. So what is he trying to say? Well, at least he's saying this. There's only two possible outcomes in this situation. One is that there's light, and one is that there's darkness. If you notice a little bit later in the passage, he says, you can't have two masters. You can only have one master, right? He's, he's essentially saying that uh, we're either filling our lives with light or filling our lives with darkness. It's binary. There's not gr- he says, he's saying there's not gray area in here. We're either blind or we have light, in our bodies, through our eyes. Now, you just have to settle into the magnitude of that for a second, because I just want to skip right over that. I just want to read through and say, I'm not sure I understand, so I'm going to go to the next verse. Uh, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if if the eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? It's important to know what our treasure is, to know whether our treasure is darkness. Paul says in Colossians 3, verse 1, If you've been raised with Christ, see or set your eyes on things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, and set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are of this earth doesn't mean that everything of this earth, all those, that list of things that I read, are, none of that is wrong. Those are things that come after we know what our treasure is. They are not our treasures, right? They're a result of everything else going on in our lives when our treasure is misplaced. So vision is really important. And, you know, we talked in this prophet series just a little bit about these guys who heard from God and stood up in trust, believing that what they saw from the Lord was more important than anything else that could happen to them in this world, anything that could be given to them or anything that could be taken away. So remember Elijah, he stands in front of all those people and calls down the fire of God, and if he'd messed up, if it didn't work, he would be dead, right? We're going to hear about Daniel in a couple of weeks. Here's a guy continuously over and over, regardless of the consequences, trusted that what God said to him, what God put in front of him, that his God was greater. Here's the the deal. If we set our eyes on Jesus, if he becomes our treasure, that trust is going to mean sacrifice. Trusting God, trusting that Christ is our treasure, which is where we're going with this, means that we will have to sacrifice. Uh, Can you say this? 
can I say this? Jesus, I believe that you are greater. You are of more value than anything else. You are my treasure. Can you say that? So another question to ask yourself is this. Uh, what Will your story be one of trust? Will you look past the treasures and the obsessions and the desires of this world, trusting that seeking Jesus is more? And that takes uh, spiritual sight. That's, that takes, like Paul said, lifting our eyes up to where Jesus is above everything else and letting all of these other things follow, not be the obsession. Okay, thirdly, uh, we've got to know, and I, this, helps, this helps me know what to treasure when I know that I am treasured and how I'm treasured. See, when you realize how much you are treasured by Jesus Christ, it changes what we value. And when we're in touch with that, it changes how we feel, literally how we feel and how we think, how we act. So let me read to you from John 10. This is where we get a little bit of an idea of how we're treasured, among other places, of course. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus is the shepherd that values the life of his sheep above himself. And we are his sheep. He treasured you and I so much that he came out of heaven, right? He gave up all of the, the uh, value of his position and, and settled with us, took on the limitations of humanity. You all know this. Born in poverty, lived in anonymity, and he stayed on point. He per persevered through all of the pain, despising the shame, and sacrificed himself for you and I to redeem us and bring us into relationship with God. Now, if we are that valuable that the Son of God would have come for you, even if you're the only person, as it says in Hebrews, that was here, he would have come for you anyway, does that not show you how much you're treasured and then cause you to aim your affection Put your treasure back towards him. Uh, so let me ask you to do this. Be honest about what you treasure and then look for why you treasure those things. Uh, know what's in the crosshairs of your vision because it's binary. It's one or the other, right? It's not gray. And Consider the incredible value that is attached to you by the shepherd who gave himself up for you. Uh, so what is the treasure of a follower of Jesus? Jesus is that treasure. Okay, that's the answer to the question. And knowing that, what I want to do is turn us to a time of communion together. And instead of coming forward and doing like we usually do, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, let me ask the, uh, the music team to come on back up, if you will.